A su nombre. Gloria. A su nombre. Gloria. Dang. Y a su pueblo. Victoria. Hello. Hello. How are you? Man, what a week it's been, eh? <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Where do we begin? Welcome, everybody, to episode... I want to say eight. It's either seven or eight. One of those two. One of those two. Yeah. Uh, welcome, each and every one of you who's listening, who's driving, who's working out, who's doing whatever they're doing. We welcome you to our podcast, Nameless Servants for Christ. I am co-host number one or <laughs> number two. I don't know. Can I you like really it. say? Can you really say one or two? Sure. We're co-host co and yeah. co-host adjacent, I guess. Yeah, we're uh, co-nicks, you know, co-workers, co-hosts. Co-brothers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> co-brothers. <laughs> How you been? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah? Yeah, it's been um, a long week, that's for sure. Got to uh, travel outside of the city. Got to work in a different city for this entire week, which was pretty nice. Got to... Um, being a town that I haven't been to in a long time, right? So it's nice to see. You know what's always interesting? Mm. When you haven't been somewhere in quite a bit some time, mm -hmm. and then when you go back, the amount of change that occurs or happens, whether yeah. it be with the infrastructure, whether it be the roads or the bridges or just um, schools or how homes or whatever the case may be, it just seems like it was like a night and day kind of thing. I think it was a good thing. And I'm talking about uh, ref Windsor. Windsor. Yeah, Windsor. Well, how, long, how long had it been since you've been there? say like seven eight years all that long i think so yeah Ooh, it's been time we both kind of had a flashback this week because uh this week for me i had to service one of my old jobs right which i hadn't been to since i had left and like you're saying the change that that there is now like i did see some familiar faces um my oh, mom good my nice. mom saw my mom still works there so i was able to I actually only saw my mom once but um what's it called yeah, it was just uh, how how everything, like, some parts have remained the same, but a lot of the parts are completely different now, which kind of threw me off because uh, I was expecting one thing and I saw something completely different. Like, I knew for the parking had changed a little bit, but... Right, yeah. I just didn't know it was going to change. Uh, they had changed that much. And you used to work there as well, right? Which is yeah. probably even even more different than when you were there because i was seeing some of the changes when i was still there like six uh actually five years ago was when i worked there so actually a little bit more than that but but yeah it's like you see a huge difference in huge difference just how stuff changes right it throws you yeah. off it's it, like even with our neighborhoods itself like you can see how the change has progressed over time but it, it's not as dramatic because you're there every day right mm. but when you haven't been to a place for some time it just hits you in the face like man did i used to work here <laughs> did yeah. i used to go here <laughs> kind of like when you go back to high school like after you've oh been gone Lord, for a couple yeah. of years you're like this is this is weird right yeah, it's a weird feeling or like uh, elementary school or, or uh, junior high or whatever it is yeah it's just like you're like whoa i used to, like i remember when i was in junior high i, I felt like my school was so big and then I went to high school, and then I went back one day from just randomly, and I was like, whoa, this is a lot smaller than I remembered. <laughs> it just threw me off. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, right. uh, our perception and our memory sometimes changes too, right? Mm -hmm. like, Things that we used to remember what was supposed to be like in our mind is now like 
not completely that anymore, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's just like... And gesture. <laughs> and gesture is always... <laughs> 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 My guy's always making hand gestures. <laughs> Gotta let the people know that I'm making hand gestures. What are they? That's up to you to, to, to interpret what my hand gestures are. <laughs> everything comes down to interpretation, right? Right. <laughs> the way we interpret everything is is uh, is ever-changing, I guess you can say. Ever-changing. Yeah. But yeah, to go back to like, um, when you are doing the voting for whether it be the new premier for Ontario or uh, new mayor of the city, whatever the case is, um, where do you mostly do your voting? Where do you vote? For those who are easily triggered, you're about to get triggered. Uh-oh. I am 33 years old. And I'm triggered. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Old dog. What? <laughs> I have never voted. What? I have never voted. No way. No, not once. Not once? Not once. And this is my reasoning for it, right? Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I guess you could say, like, um, what's the word? <laughs> I don't know what the word, I can't think of the word right now is, but you know that eat to each their own kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I do not condemn those who vote. Um, it, it's up to your own, like we said, interpretation, right? But me personally, I don't vote because I do not put my trust and my confianza in politicians. Yeah. Because I believe all politicians are corrupt in one way or another. Yeah. If they don't start off corrupt, they eventually get corrupt. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I also don't believe that there will be uh, a change for the good with politicians. Because the Bible does say that in the end times, um, good will become evil and evil will become good. Right. So regardless of what we as Christians try to do or try to proclaim to the world, the world is never going to accept the truth, right? So as we see within the politicians, if you see the, the landscape of the Canadian government, right? Uh, Canada was one of the first uh, nations to legalize uh, gay marriages, right? Mm-hmm. Canada was one of the first nations in the world to legalize marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's like it's been a slow decline of uh, the Canadian government, right? For the longest time, we were conservative, and after the liberals took over, it's just like everything just got worse, right? But yeah. even even Flipped some upside down. even some conservative leaders have some weird policies, right? So I try not to get wrapped up in the whole um, um, political talk. I do know things are here. I know things here and there. Um, I will never like actually go out of my way to express political views because of my reasoning of. Not voting, right? Yeah. So I find it a little... You just hip- find it's a waste of time for you right now. It's right? a little hypocritical of me to uh, talk a lot about the government when I'm I'm not really doing anything to kind of quote-unquote help. Yeah. But... Um, or learn about it or get involved with it or anything like that, eh? Yeah. I try uh-huh. not to because I also believe that the church cannot coexist with uh, political agendas. With the politics, right? Yeah. So you, 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 you see a lot of like Christian people running for... Um, political um, positions, and I believe that you cannot serve two. You need to choose either you're a politician or you're a full-time servant of God, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you got people like Trump, right, who says he is a Christian, but, you know, 
uh, your words and your actions sometimes speak louder than your what, or your actions speak there louder. Go. There you go. Your actions yeah. speak louder than your words, right? right? So it's easy to say I am this when you're doing the contrary, right? Mm -hmm. But like what you asked me, like what do you do? So myself, um, so the voting polls happened in my elementary school. Mm. So just going back to that, it just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went super deep. And then you, did. <laughs> you just ran off, bro. I'm like, all right, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up once you finish. I'll catch up. <laughs> but uh, it's the elementary school where they do the voting. And yeah, that's the school that I always remember. And they've changed a lot too. So it's just crazy to see, for me to go to like, if I want a sip of water, like I have to bend over completely or I have to go to oh, the yeah. bathroom. It's like, I have to like <laughs> pop a squat for like the urinals. Like, man, what the heck is this kind of thing? You know, you, <laughs> probably, anyway. you were probably just expecting like the most simple answer. And I just went super Bro, deep. Yeah. You went into it, man. I went balls to walls real quick. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's all good, man. Hey, it's uh, this is part of the experience, right? This is how conversations go on. Yeah. <laughs> you only expect a one word answer kind of thing, but like, oh, no, we're still okay. Let me, let me, <laughs> Sit back. <laughs> Let me sip on some more coffee while you elaborate. <laughs> my bad, my bad. To, all, to the listeners, do what you want. Like, I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. Um, if you feel like it's the right thing to do, then then do it. Right? Yeah. This is yeah. It's it's like for myself when it comes specifically to voting. Like, I'll jump in on that as well. Right now, I will go in to vote. However, if I see that I, I and again, right, I agree with you in the sense where. It doesn't really matter which politician is in charge or whatever. At the end of the day, is something going to change? Maybe not, right? Yeah. I'm at the point right now where I, I just um, I just want the liberals out, right? I just want conservatives to take over because it seems like that's just the Canadian politics. It's just we get tired of one or the other and we're just like, all right, we're going to switch for the other. Yeah. Right? It's always like this 10-year span of conservatives, right? Shout out to Stephen Harper. It's always these 10-year <laughs> spans of like Justin Trudeau if he's already met that mark, right? How long has he been in... How long has he been in ahead? Just the ahead of the state, yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Good I can't question. even recall. I got to be like six years now, right? I feel like it's been for uh, quite a while. It's now. been a minute now. Yeah. Um, but I if I don't, if I don't agree with any of them, if I don't like any of them, then there is a section where it says like you can select you, um, you select no one, so you can still cast your vote, mm. but it will just put in as that you have selected no one. Okay. So that's that like your voice is still being heard at that point as well. Like as a being a Canadian citizen, like you're just not unhappy with any of the politician parties, right? Whether it be Green Party, NDP, et cetera, et cetera. Just say no selection. Yeah. The thing I think the the thing that annoys me is like um I have very immigrant parent grandparents who don't know <laughs> very immigrant very, very, very like barely speaking English and they always go out to the polls. And I always ask them every time there's a voting going on, I'm like, who'd you vote for? Oh, we voted conservatives. I'm like, do you know their policies? No. Do you know what they stand for? No. Do you know this? No. Do you know that? No. Then why'd you do it? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to do it, educate yourself on what you're doing. Not just go conservative just because we are, quote unquote, as Christians, conservatives, right? Right, right, right. It's about knowing what these people are stand, stand for. And because uh, I think my wife sent me a TikTok the other day about... Um, the conservative party is trying to put a, a bill how they want to privatize uh, healthcare, and that's the conservatives. They want to privatize healthcare. Healthcare Ooh, game changer right there. So it's just like you you got to take the good with the bad too, right? So if you're gonna yeah. go one way, you gotta you gotta be committed. Yeah, it's that's the unfortunate thing about it, right? Um, 
whichever direction that you choose, whatever choice you make, right? There's you always got to take with the good and the bad as well, right? Yeah. There will be some good stuff, but then unfortunately, there's gonna be coming some bad stuff too. Yeah. And again, as you stated before, right? All depends on interpretation. My pe- some people might think that the bad is actually good, mm. and some people might think the good is actually bad. But as you stated, what well, it's biblical, right? <laughs> We're just in this confusing era. We're talking about interpretations, right? So. Uh, earlier today, uh, I, like I told my brother over here, I had Bible study. Right. And one of the things my dad, one of the questions, because my dad is the pastor, so he was the leader of, of this group of us who got together, of the pre- preachers at church, right? Because he wants us all to have um, the same uh, mindset. Yeah. Same vision, same um, philosophy. Or so same I'm going to ask. Say, right? yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask you the the first question he asked. He asked all of us. Right. Okay. Which is something important. That I think as Christians, we should all know. Right. Right. So this is a really popular phrase within the Hispanic community. And I'm going to ask you in Spanish, but you can answer in English. Right. Mm-hmm. So the question is, ¿Qué es, qué es la sana doctrina? What is mm. the holy doctrine the holy to doctrine. you? Yeah, to me. To you. So I'm asking you, and I want you to respond to what you think, because it is, it's a tricky question. Yeah, it's a tricky question, but no, I th- I think you're right. It's something that we, either um, the pastor does ask the, co- the entire congregation or a specific select few, right? Uh, especially for those who are participating in the church and who are common to be called to, uh, you know, bring up a sermon or bring up a preaching, right? Just to see where their mindset is at, because at the end of the day, and the last thing you want is... Um, someone to preach about something and you just have very conflicting remarks or mm-hmm. information or just views on certain things because that can turn out really ugly. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, what's my mindset in the Holy Trinity? Um, no, la, la sana doctrina, doctrina, the ho- doctrine. The holy doctrine. Or the the sana, would, I guess, would be in English. Um, I guess you could say the right oh, yeah, doctrine. The sana, that's um, healed. If you're listening and you hear my son, I apologize. <laughs> Shout out to you. It son, didn't go bro. away today, but but you know it is what it is. You gotta gotta go with it. Soon we'll be in in our new quote unquote studio. Hand gestures. Hand gestures. Or but yeah, finger gestures. <laughs> but to, to answer go back your question, yeah. Sana doctrina. What is what does that mean to you? Or what is la sana doctrina to you? Um, I believe that's something where we limit as much as possible uh, man's interpretation of what the doctrine is and our best to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us on what um, the doctrine is and what it should be, right? The message that Jesus laid, right, for us, right, as Christians, um, recognizing that it's three bodies in one kind of thing, mm. right? In short, I would say that would be... Okay, you're, you're, you're kind of close. Like, um, I guess what, what my answer, my question more so is... Um, to you, what is a, a a doctrine that every church should have that is the right one, right? Because you have different congregations, different churches who have certain doctrines that sometimes aren't fun, are biblically f- fundamental, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, what is a fundamental doctrine that you think all churches should have? Yeah. Because I... I I asked this because I know for a fact my dad was mentioning like when he when he brought up that question right, he said I'm bringing this question up because one time uh, a gentleman came to visit our congregation and my dad was was teaching at the time, 
and uh, he he raised his hand and he said, uh, Pastor, what is la sana doctrina? What is it? What is it? Yeah. But he said it with like in Spanish is malia, so he said it with um with uh, bad intentions, I guess you can say. So the question is, and you should ask everybody that: What is la sana doctrina? Yeah. What is it? Right? Because it, it, people love to ask that question. Does your church have la sana doctrina? Right. Right. So the so a lot of us don't know how to answer it because we don't know. Right. So I'll give you my my response that I gave my dad. Right. Mm-hmm. My sana doctrina to me is Jesus is God. Why? Because then it comes back down to all the focus. All the glory, all everything, first love, everything comes down to Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Everything else outside of that, you can work through it. Right. And I was seeing like kind of a an example of that within our our Bible study today because um, there were certain things that certain hermanos weren't weren't uh, fully understanding or agreeing or agreeing with agreeing with. Right. Right. And. Uh, I preached last week about la unidad en el cuerpo de Dios, mm-hmm. the unity within the body of Christ. Yeah. Right? What is what is it that unites us as Christians? Right? That's my question to you. What is it that unites us as Christians? As you, my brother, I am your brother. Sam is our brother, to mm-hmm. use him as an example. What is it that unites us? What is the common thing that unites you and I? Christ in us, I would say, right? Exactly. Us being saved. Us being saved, why? Believing that Jesus, is our Lord being Savior. God, Lord Savior, yeah. became flesh, was in on earth, walked the earth, suffered for us, for our sins, carried our sins, our burdens, died, rose on the third day, and went back up to heaven. Right. And sent down the Holy Spirit. Right? So that is what unites us as Christians. But we need to do, make a, a, a difference within uh, different sects, right? Why do, why do I say that? Because you have different sects that say God is three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? I don't know how you interpret that, right? Would you say the Holy Spirit is three persons? No. Why? Um, because... I guess biblically wise, it doesn't state mm. that the Holy Spirit is three persons. Yep. Right. That the Holy Spirit is its own entity, if I can say that. Yep. Right. Just like Jesus being his own entity and also God. But, uh, yeah, I can still see how that becomes confusing to others. How they, how how does that, how does three different, um, quote unquote beings become still the same person, but they can't themselves be quote unquote. Three That's different right. beings, right? Yeah. Why can't Jesus be Jesus himself, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Jesus, God? Why can't Holy Spirit be Holy Spirit, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, God kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it's it's like a, it's very tricky to navigate, especially mm-hmm. if you're if you're new in, in the faith, right? How do you really explain that to the people that you're yeah. trying to convert, right? It's, or, yeah, just new in the faith. Like, yeah, how do you kind of go around that? How do you explain that to them for them to understand and grasp the idea? It's through faith, really. Through yeah. faith is we, we believe that God the Father, the Son, which is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit are all one. They're not three persons because then what we do, what we're doing is making God into three mm-hmm. instead of being one, right? Conventional, Conventionally speaking, one plus one plus one equals three. 
talking like God, one plus one plus one equals one. Right. So how do you explain that to the world? How do you explain that to people? When Since mathematically that doesn't make sense. But again, that's where our limitation of <laughs> mm. when it comes to understanding the word of the Bible, right? Um, and that's where our faith puts into play right there, right? Yep. That we don't seek to understand. We just believe, right? Um, and And again, a lot of people can't accept that right mm -hmm. they want science they want facts they want to break it down to it with them where it makes sense just like math right but unfortunately this is the thing that when it comes to at least spiritual maturity as well um one day everything will be revealed right one day we'll understand but as of right now we're only able to understand what the holy spirit will allow us to understand exactly and sometimes uh that understanding doesn't come to everybody yeah you know what I mean? Like we were we were discussing today in the Bible study the differences between Paul and Peter. Peter was with physically with Jesus. Right. Right? Paul wasn't. Wasn't. But Paul was revealed more of the truth than Peter to the point that Paul even rebuked Peter. Mm -hmm. So one of the discussions today was was Peter pushing circumcision to the people that were converting to Christ? Right? So um when hermano was saying, oh, P Peter was, was pushing pushing circumcision, and then the other hermano was saying, no, he wasn't. So when it comes down to interpreting the Bible, right, or even learning scriptures, sometimes we have to put our ego to the side and just listen and see if we can learn something. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, we, we have such a, like... Uh for men, at least, like, I don't know if this, probably females as well, but we have such a tendency that we just want to think that we're correct in what we, with our mindset, mm -hmm. right? With our experience with the word or in this Christian faith or this career of being a Christian that we come to. And especially when it comes to, I believe, with males, like, as you said, with our egos, like, we're grown men. We all have opinions, right? So our ideas kind of clash if we think we're correct and our way is the correct way kind of thing. But the other person thinks, no, they're correct and their way is the correct way. But it's interesting that you brought up Peter and Paul because just as that example you said right there, those two men are kind of having conflicting um, opinions. Mm -hmm. seems like that moment Peter also had his interpretation of what was correct. But then here comes Paul saying like, no, no, that's not correct, right? So even at that time, we're seeing this two conflict as well, hand gestures, that we're seeing the two <laughs> conflict as well, where one side, Peter, has his mindset thinking that he's correct in what he's doing, but then Paul's like, no, no, this is what the correct way is, right? And again, that brings back to what? Being human beings, Boom. right? Boom. <laughs> we're still in the flesh, right? We're still, it's the chuleta, right? It's, it's still like, it's not perfect, man. Like our minds is not perfect. It was only Jesus was the one that can be perfectly sound in what he was saying to us, right? And how he can explain things to the point where there is no opposition. The Pharisees tried. Yeah. But what happened? Right? So it goes, uh, to go off of what you're saying, right? Dale. It takes uh, a man who has the Holy Spirit to understand Hey, this guy's rebuking me. He who is like if he, Peter thought like you said like chuleta, mm -hmm. right? If he thought like that, he be like, "Who is this guy to tell me that I'm wrong?" Right? I walked with Jesus. Yeah. You haven't even walked with Jesus. You were trying to kill you us. You didn't even right? know us. You didn't even know us. Like, no, go ahead. Yeah, dale, dale. So instead of doing that, Peter recognized and he said, "You know what? You're right." Mm. Because he was, maybe he was. I don't remember exactly what he was doing that was wrong, right? 
Oh, I think he was uh, calling out Peter, uh, Paul for for being with uh, the Gentiles, right? Right. But the problem, the, the the key here is Jesus in his ministry told the disciples to preach to the Jews, right? That's what they were doing. Afterwards, was there a ch- there was a change, right? Because no longer was it just for the Jews; it was for the Gentiles in the whole world. Right. Paul wasn't called to preach to the Jews. He was called to preach to the Gentiles, yes. which is what he did, right? He went to Rome. He went to these other places, All over, preaching yeah. the word of God, right? So it goes back down to the same thing, the humility that we need to have sometimes to understand that someone knows more than us. And then when they do, to understand, to accept what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you this example that I've seen recently that's been going around the internet like crazy, right? Remember how I mentioned um, Mike Todd from Transformation Church? Oh, right, yeah. You mentioned him, yeah. So remember how I told you that they had an Easter Easter service and it was like they were like singing Beyonce songs and like it, it just looked weird. It just looked super worldly, right? So he got a lot of cri- criticism from the Christian community right? as he should, mm-hmm. right? The problem is his ego is so big that he was preaching. He said, for two and a half weeks, the devil has been trying to tell me that what we did was wrong. And I'm telling you right now that I'm going to stay true because I'm a martyr just like Jesus was a martyr. And he just goes off. Oh, man. Where's the problem within that? Oh, man. The rebuke came towards him. He did not accept the rebuke. He's staying firm. In his way of thinking, yeah. in his way of believing. Or didn't take a moment to realize or even speak with his fellow elders at the church as well. Like, hey, this is what the the feedback is so far. How do we take this? How do we interpret this? How does this, right, biblically sound for us, right? Uh, it does, uh, maybe they did do a review, but at the end of it, what is the message that he's coming across, right? And if that's what the message is, where he's not listening and he's letting his ego be first, right? Like, I'm going to stand firm with again with what he may think is the correct way then really what does that do and that's when we need to take an ego check right you can't have an ego preaching the word of god you can't have pride preaching the word of god being a leader within the church you cannot do that why because you're you don't have the ultimate truth we are like you said human beings Mm -hmm. we will make mistakes we do make mistakes Mm -hmm. It's on us to recognize when we failed God. And and man, like that's, and again, easier said than done, right? Because that's such a hard thing to really say. Like when we're viewing others, right? Right now we're viewing Mike Todd. Right now we're viewing um, that situation with the two brothers that you just talked mm-hmm. about, right? Right now we're talking about what happened with Peter and Paul. Like in our mindset, eyesight, we can visualize that we see it and then we're like, oh my Lord, this is just an ego thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the difficult thing is, how can we, if we're in that same position, are we going to be able to recognize that ourselves, right? If I was in that same position, am I going to be able to tell if I, my ego is being too strong? If you're in that same position, how are you going to tell if like, man, I need to step back. I need to get my ego in check kind of thing, right? Because yeah, we can say all we want, but until in that moment, like, at least for me, man, like, I, I, I hope and God willing, right? God give me the strength to and understanding to like, uh, to know with myself in that moment, like, hey, what am I doing right now? Am I being realistic? I'm actually listening to this person, what they're saying, or am I letting my ego cloud my judgment and block my hearing from what they're trying to come across, right? It's it's very difficult, but it's something that 
I, I one day I would like to go into that detail of that situation of Peter and Paul because for Peter to have that moment of recon- uh, realization that whoa, Paul is right, mm-hmm. you know, because I can see Peter with with all the ego and pride in the world, right? Like him walking with Jesus every single day, being with Jesus, eating with Jesus. S- hearing his teachings all day long, uh, listening to what he was saying, right? Seeing the miracles that Jesus was performing with the people, right? Everything that he experienced with Jesus, and then Paul has him, like little to known experience um, in, in Peter's mindset or in his perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It's very like one side is very more than the other kind of thing, right? So it, I'm curious to, to, under, to like read more about how, how Peter was able Right. Yeah. So you can find it in Galatians chapter two, verse eleven, verse fourteen. It says, "But when Peter was come was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But then, but when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, freeing them which were of the circumcision, and the other Jews dissembled likewise with him." In so much that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou be a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, and not as as do the Jews. Why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as as do the Jews? Hmm. So he's rebuking him, right? Hmm. He's asking him, why, why are you doing yeah, the same as dumb kind of thing, yeah. right? Why are you trying to get the Gentiles to do the same practice as the Jews, right? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even mm. when, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall not flesh be justified. Whoa. That's deep, man. That goes deep, yeah. But if we, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For I build again the things which I destroyed. I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not... I, but Christ liveth in me, mm. and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for it righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. That's deep, right? Wow. But, so if Peter thought like us, what would he have said? What would you have said if someone's rebuking you in that way, right? He was doing something wrong. Yeah. This is a man who has revealed the truth. Mm-hmm. Not the ultimate truth, but the truth, right? And a lot of the times, you will get people that rebuke you because you're saying something wrong. Right. You're doing something wrong. Now, how are we going to respond? See, now, see, this is going to be thinking now. Mm-hmm. And I, I want your opinion on this as well. Because at that point, Paul... He's already been a complete change, right? Complete 180, right? Yeah. When he had that moment where he became completely impacted by the Holy Spirit or um, by Jesus Christ, correct? Yep. So I can only imagine or assume at this point, whatever the journey was from Paul to this point, um, there must have been some sort of um, trials and tribulations, adversary that he faced, and also personal um 
relationship that he developed with Jesus Christ himself and just, again, doing the practices of a Christian man, of it born new again, um, I'm assuming that at some point, maybe this, maybe Paul had some kind of like uncion, like some mm. kind of, um, how do you say that in English? Uncion. Uh, anointing. Yeah, thank you. Some kind of like anointing where the Holy Ghost spilled in, in within him, like using Paul as the instrument, right? Mm-hmm. To speak directly to Peter. So maybe Peter with him, um, in that moment, I don't think even ego was a, was a, a point to even come out because... He knew right away this is something from the Lord. Well, how many times did Jesus rebuke Peter himself? Right. Right? Because mm. he said, uh, I forget, I'm going to paraphrase, um, fact check me, I guess, if you, if you want. But there's a there's a part in when, when Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says, uh, the day will come where I have to die. And then Peter said, Lord, I will not let that happen. What did, God, what did Jesus say to him? He said, stand away from me, Satan. Basically saying, what you're saying is wrong, dude. Like, yeah. settle down. Jeez. You have to let this happen. Right. Several times, Jesus had to rebuke Peter. Why? Peter was, was short, revealed a lot of the truth. The problem that Peter had was he had an ego. He had pride within him. The only reason it changed afterwards was because he saw the grace and love and mercy of Jesus Christ. But I would I would compare Peter to like we were discussing last time. There's always that one guy in church <laughs> that argues with everything. Yeah. That was Peter hmm. with Jesus. Right? Because Not he always right. he always wanted to get ahead of what Jesus was saying. Mm-hmm. Right? When Jesus had to say, Hey, slow, slow down. Yeah. You're going to you gotta walk before you run, kind yeah. of thing, right? So a lot of times in church, there is a lot of people like that, where you they need to slow down, read what they're yeah. what they're saying, and let the Holy Spirit guide them from then on. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes the Holy Spirit can just give you the the response. Sometimes the Holy Spirit can use someone else to give you that response. Yeah. But it's on it's us to open our hearts, open our ears to listen. Yeah. And know what is the truth and what is not the truth put our ego to the side and that's the key thing right there it's up to us right do we want to yeah um not not necessarily fight but um put our egos in front of us or do we want to take a moment to just step back and slow down yeah slow down and really understand what you're reading right cuz uh, we have um a bad habit of just running through when we're reading scriptures right instead of slowing down and really paying attention to the words that are written there right because when you just quickly glance you're not learning anything yeah you're just you know like cliff un- notes like, like, <laughs> like cliff notes yeah like unless you're someone who has that um the ability to vis- like the visual learning kind of thing where they can just read something very quickly because I don't know if you ever hear about people, but I've known people where they read like a page and they can have it memorized in like within like, I don't know, let's say two minutes. Have you seen that TikTok about the guy, the quote unquote fastest reader in the world? It's like some African guy. (laughs) Pages, 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 pages. And the guy, the people are just looking at him. They're like, is he actually reading? (laughs) Yeah, there was supposed to be some kind of talent show. Yeah. (laughs) You saw that video? (laughs) I, I, I died laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... I wish I saw, like, the remaining of that video just be, like, if the, if the judges said, like, all right, so 
What did you read? Yeah. <laughs> Recite to me what you said. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want to do that with scriptures. Yeah. You want to, and the word in Spanish is escudriñar la palabra de Dios, right? Mm. To really die, take a deep dive into what you're reading, right? Not just like quickly glance through it and just whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Right, right. You just want to go deep and understand, see if you can try to understand it. And if you don't understand it, ask someone. Yeah. Seek that counsel, right? Like, whether it be your family, whether it be other brothers and sisters in the faith, whether it be your pastor, like, depending on what your relationship level and your comfort level is with others, but find somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Find a group of people, right? And, and that's probably another topic that one day we can go into when it comes to that, when it comes to fellowship. But to your point exact is that... Fellowship, is that's an important, that's an important conversation to have, right? Because, yeah, for sure. Because um, differences of opinions can can um, hinder the fellowship, right? Because just because someone doesn't think the way you think, then you're no longer, you no longer see them the same way as you used to see them, right? Now you're just hindered by whatever they said. And because I don't agree with this person, then, you know, Game do I want to be here, right? Yeah. Because it's, it changes your the way that you react with or interact with them now. Because just because at first, yeah, everything was all happy, all good times. And then you guys have that one kind of moment where like, oh, yeah, let's meet about this place. Let's have this conversation kind of thing. And then once that disagreement happens, like, we can't accept it kind of thing. Eh? And hey, it's okay to disagree. Yeah. It's okay to disagree. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Cause I saw, I saw what was happening. They said, "Man, I'm talking to you about." He's kind of new in in our in our, in our congregation, and he used to be a he used to be a pastor, mm. right? So he was going back and forth, and he was getting a little heated. But afterwards, it was like nothing happened. And he even told, because he was having this like discussion with with my dad, the pastor, and he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna have you over at my house, and we can have uh, sopa de marisco, and and we can oh. talk about this afterwards, right?" And it's nice. like okay, I can I can see because he even he said it. He's like, I asked God that if this is where He wants me, I don't want to be um, a tropiezo for other people to continue seeking God, right? right? Which is a perfect prayer to ask God, right? You don't want to be there trying to block someone from growing spiritually. Yeah, you want to be able to help them. Yeah, the last thing you want to be is a tripping stone. What exactly. you want to be is a stepping stone, right? And no, that's that's great, man. And and that's the thing, right? It's it's, it's it's those moments, again, where we have to just step back and chill, right? Where we don't overreact in situations, right? Because that um, quote-unquote heated argument, right, of that person who used to be pastor and with the pastor that you said, right? All the people around there can, like, look at that and, like, oh, my goodness. It's uncomfortable. Right? Drama. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable moment, right? And especially if people who haven't been there in that situation, then what's mm -hmm. going to happen after the chitter-chatter afterwards? Oh, my goodness. You should have seen or you should have heard what was going yeah. on, right? So but to see that, but I, again, that's something that grown men or spiritually mature people, we need to understand in those moments. Like, we're, yeah, we're not trying to be heated. We're trying, we are being emotional, but in the sense of like, we're passionate about it, right? Mm -hmm. Passionate about speaking about the word. But if we can have that moment just to reconcile, like, hey, good conversation kind of thing, that's the end of it, right? Because even if we do have a difference of opinion, because you and I, well, we will not agree to everything. No. We will have a difference in opinion. But instead of taking that as a thing where you're disrespecting my knowledge or I'm disrespecting you in any way, let's. how about we take that into a sense of a challenge? Hey, mm -hmm. these are both of our opinions. Okay, let's dive into this deeper. Let's see where this takes us, right? Or just open our mind to a different perspective, mm -hmm. a different kind of opinion of like, I never thought about that. Yeah. Not everything has to be personal. No. <laughs> I think once it becomes personal is when... 
when it gets it gets tricky, right? Like I had a I had a an argument with a Muslim guy, right? And the problem is with these people, mm-hmm. sometimes they get so upset that they do make it personal, right? So oh. I, was, I was having this discussion with him, and I was just basically calling him out on his hypocrisy of his life, right? Because he's telling me he doesn't eat pork, he doesn't this and that, and, but he's a he's a chain smoker, and oh. he's, he's foul-mouthed, he's all this stuff. I'm like... And he was fasting during Ramadan. Fasting during Ramadan, all that fun stuff, right? So I asked him, I'm like, bro, you're being a hypocrite, like, blah, 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 like, you know, just calling him out on it, right? Because... I don't think it's wrong to call them out on it if yeah. they're being hypocrites, right? So yeah, he, he took offense to it. And what happened? He started getting personal. He's like, well, this and that. Well, this and that. Well, this and that. I'm like, bro, if you're going to make it personal, I'm not going to talk to you about this anymore. Yeah. Or I'm not going to talk to you in general. Yeah. Why? Like, if you're going to be this sensitive, then okay, then you should not talk to me because I'm no. going to continue to bring this up to you. Because once you start making it personal, mm-hmm. then it's no longer a, con- a a godly conversation. Yeah. Now your pride and your ego is, yeah, is getting in yeah. the way. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Now you're no longer exalting the most high now you're just trying to get personal because this person is making me look foolish yeah. now you're seeking self-righteousness because you want someone to ask uh, for forgiveness or you want someone to be like okay fine you're right you know you're yeah. se- searching for that self-gratification and i had to end the, this this relationship this friendship with this person because of that because they started making it personal and i was like you're trying to get me down, trying to lower me to your level for me to get upset to me to say something personal about you where I don't want to go to that, that, down that road. I'm like, you're going to have, you're going to go your way. I'm going to go my way because I can no longer talk to you about these kind of things because you're always going to make it personal now. Yeah. And once like, you do it one time, you're going to do it more than once. Exa- yeah, exactly. Right. Cause once you break that point, it's going to happen again. Right. And, and, and like we have to say like this as well, right? If we're gonna be calling them out on his hypocrisy or whoever's hypocrisy, then we're fully expecting for you guys to call us out on ours as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. And we and that's just the thing, right? As as grown human beings, we gotta be accountable. We gotta be mm-hmm. in that mindset that like, no, you're right. Yeah, that was a hypocrisy kind of thing or a hypocritical, a hypocritical, hypocritical. <laughs> <sighs> How do you say that word, man? <laughs> Which word are you thinking? The, hypocrites yes thank you a hypocrite type of moment <laughs> so i'll give you a pretty recent um, example actually so when i was in windsor um for this job there's uh there's someone there who kind of oversees us he's from a different company but we're partnered with his company as well right and then he brought up the thing of uh diana ross you know who diana ross is yep um she she was performing at the Caesars Palace Casino in Windsor she's still performing she's still performing i don't know how old she, she got to be in her I'm really late s- 80s yeah at least man but she's still performing and then when he said like she's performing and like i'm there i'm like oh my gosh it's diana ross man yeah like part of the supremes right like uh the one who like uh, was with michael jackson the jackson five like my mind was just going crazy right and i was yeah. like yo I, I need to see tickets i gotta see her perform starstruck so, yeah starstruck right so then he right away called me i'm like wait hold on aren't you a God-fearing man? Like, isn't this some promiscuous stuff? Like, isn't this world music? Aren't you not supposed to be, uh, like, trying to be, like, involved with that or go to that? And it was like, boom. My, yeah, right? And my, my, it just hit me like, oh, man, yeah, this guy's right. And without, like, a flinch, man, I was like, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right? And, it, like, and if he didn't have said that, right, that, how... Right, who would have called me out in that moment? And if I did go, I didn't. I didn't end up going because, well, if I'm being real, it was the tickets were sold out. <laughs> <laughs> but you were gonna go. 
I'm not gonna lie, man. I was tempted, right? Um, I will. I'll be honest with that. I was tempted because it's Diana Ross, but he called me out still, and nonetheless, right? Yeah, and it takes a God-fearing man to understand when they're wrong. As much as we can, right? Because if anything, man, that's that's the thing that I've strived to be or strive to work on, right? It's just the humility, right? And being able to receive that type of um, criticism or to receive that type of, um, I don't know, call out to myself, right? Because I, I need to know that if I'm going to dish it out, then I better be expected to receive it back as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just a one-way kind of thing. It's not a double standard kind of thing, right? If it's going to be one way, it's got to be correct for both sides of the Dumble? party as well. What did I say? You said Dumbo. Double. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean, Dumbo? You know, the, the, yeah, man, the, dumb, the Dumbo standard. You ever heard of the Dumbo standard? <laughs> but yeah, no, you're, what you're saying is true, right? It's like... Um, <laughs> Did you understand what I was saying or was I... <laughs> was I it, it threw me off of like Dumbo. 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 What, is that like a new phrase for the, for the kids hey, nowadays? Hey, real quick. I know that reference. That's a Disney classic movie right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Dumbo, but you know, I've seen it once or twice. We had it on VHS. Yeah, man. When you're a kid... Right. Yeah, you gotta watch all those when you're a kid. But you know, uh, go ahead. I'm about to digress. <laughs> yeah, you know, back. What? come back, come back. <laughs> As children, you don't recognize like the the hidden messages in a lot of these movies, mm-hmm. right? It's like the one part where the the guys are come out at night and they're they're uh, putting up the tents and everything. That's that's a symbol of Africans slavery. You know in what? The, in the Dumbo movie? Yeah, you know the scene I'm talking about? Where they're building up the, the circus? Yeah, they're like, one, two, one, two. Bah, bah, oh, bah, bah. and they're hammering the poles and all so that. So you don't ever actually see their faces, right? But that's a that's an imagery of slavery. No way. Yeah. Jeez. Disney is crooked like that, man. Bro, yeah. You really got to yeah. really like uh, open your eyes to um, the symbolism and the 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 double meanings of of. You know what you're watching, because a lot of the times it's like you you don't really know what they're 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 telling you in in these movies, right? And especially like children, right? Children aren't going to catch on to that, right? No. Even the what's it called the, the scarecrows? Those are supposed to be black guys, but it, they're voiced by white guys. All right. Yeah. Man, it's it's crazy, like how everything has a backstory and how dark that backstory can be, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta take everything with a with a grain of salt, I guess you could say, because uh, you just never really know. You know what I mean? The only thing you know that is that is one hundred percent truth, and we're back is the Bible. Yeah. Right. And we're back. <laughs> back to the regular scheduled programming, right? The Bible is what you know that doesn't come with a double uh, double meaning, yeah, right? Yeah. Every like, have you seen the video of Jordan Peterson? If not, there, yeah, there's no double meaning, but if anything, there's deeper meaning. Yeah, have you seen the video of Jordan Peterson um, where he's discussing um, how there is 65,000 cross-references within the Bible? I'm not surprised, yeah. And he shows a map, and you can see everything just crossing. And when you see this map, you're like, whoa. 65,000 cross-references from one verse to another verse, from one verse to another verse. And it's just like, it's like never-ending almost. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like... Who else could have written crazy? that? Who yeah. else could have given that divine inspiration than God himself? Bro, if that's not consistency, then what is? And Muslims will try to tell you there's contradictions in the Bible. Like, how can you say that when you know there's so much 
truth. Everything mm-hmm. in it is the truth, right? Everything is connected in one way or another, right? Yeah. That's why Jesus said he didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill it. Yeah. And how Jesus, when he was walking on the earth, and how he made so many references from the Old Testament. Mm. So from the Old Testament is still true in his day as well. Again, the back and forth of the cross-referencing, fact-checking, everything. One of our first episodes, what we were talking about, Jesus is God, right? Mm -hmm. What was his reference to the Old Testament, to the times of Moses? Right. He said, before Abraham, I am. Right. That's that's a reference to Exodus. Exactly. So it's like everything Jesus said, went back down to what was written in, in the, the Old Testament. Yeah, from the beginning. It came to fru- fruition in the New Testament with Jesus Christ, right? And Isaiah prophesizes about Jesus' birth, right? Everything, one way or another, was was complete in the Old Testament. It says that Jesus was going to come from the lineage of David, right? So I don't know exactly how that's connected, right? But... I think it's in Matthew, in the first chapter of Matthew. It goes back down to, through all yeah, the lineages, where he lists, right? yeah, all the lineage, yeah, all, all the generations, the way back yeah. down to Adam, yeah, right. And it just you know the the what we know is the truth is the Bible and the Word of God, which is written in the Bible, and we cannot be you know try to be manipulated by the world to try to tell you. Oh, because there's different translations. That means the Bible has been has been written differently. It's like no, we don't understand how a translation from re- from Hebrew to English is still the same thing. It's just no longer Hebrew. It's now English. Mm-hmm. They're not changing the meaning, right? Now some of the newer Bibles, now the newer versions, they're they're starting to get a little a little iffy with it, right? Because they're starting to change certain things here and there, right? Same with like um, the Jehovah's Witness Bible or even the Catholic Bible has six extra books, right? Stuff like that. We need to we need to be careful what what, what we're uh, intaking from these Bibles, right? To right. know the truth, right? Yeah. Because the Bible does say, "He who takes away or adds to the Word of God is what cursed." Right. We need to be careful what we're saying. Like we're talking about, right? So and even and even with that too, like w- with what you're saying, even the Bible itself, the Holy Bible, where different interpretations are coming out, right? Mm. So there's some that you have to actually be careful with which one you pick up as well if they're like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like extreme liberal kind of uh, interpretation kind of thing, right? Yeah, there's a lot of those liberal ones now. There's a lot of like, uh, like uh, LGBTQ Bible. There's like all that stuff where they take away like, the man who lays with another man will not enter the kingdom of heaven. They take that away. It's just like, or they change up the pronouns, whatever the case may be, kind of a thing too. Yeah, people mm-hmm. saying that God is a she is like that kind of stuff annoys me. It I hate throws that. me off. Yeah, it just oh man, there's there's like it's, some it's so wrong. There's some anger that comes out of me when I see stuff like that. Yeah, as it should, right? Because we know what the truth is, right? What's what's opposite of truth? Lies, right? And what do we fall by? The truth, right? The lies is only by who? Satan, mm. right? The mm-hmm. devil. So of course, that's gonna abru- that's gonna disturb us. It's gonna abrupt us because we know that Jesus is the truth. We're not for the lies, which is for Satan. We're not about that at all, right? So once we hear that contradiction, that's that, of course that's gonna cause us a trigger in us, right? Yeah. So it's like even when you were saying that, your eye twitched a little bit. It's like you're getting <laughs> he's getting a little emotional. Like you know, I'm about to knock someone out. <laughs> I would be lying to you if, th- if that wasn't those uh, thoughts that come across my head, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, and right. You know, we should never uh, revert to violence, but it's okay to get upset, right? Because yeah, like I saw we're human beings, of course we got to be upset, man. I saw we react. Right? I saw a TikTok where this quote unquote pastor who had a rainbow flag wrapped around him was saying that LGBTQ to be a homosexual is not a sin. People had just misinterpreted the Bible. And I'm like, bro, what? Prove it. Tell me right now. How can you possibly say that's a misinterpretation of the Bible? Yeah. What? You and who else? (laughs) What? (laughs) It's like... Yeah. And these people got hundreds, maybe thousands of people following them. Yeah. Why? Them tides and boosting up uh, real quick now. You know why, though? Because people want to live in their sin. And they want to be told, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? goes back down to rebuking, right? If you're, if you're rebuked, how are you going to respond to that? Mm-hmm. You're either going to take it. There's only two. Yeah. And only learn two from choices, it. Yeah. Or you're going to say, that's not for me. Well, yeah, or you're just going to plead to deny it. Yeah, there's only two ways. What does Jesus want from us? If we're wrong... Take it in the chin and say, you know what? I was wrong. Right? And and that's the thing, like, I tell people, too, who kind of, like, question me, like, why are you a Christian? Why do you have this faith? Why do you believe in this? Like, what if there's a chance, right? Always the what ifs come up, right? So I always reply back to them, like, you know what? I'll tell you this right now. If I am wrong, I'm willing to take it to the grave, mm. right? If this, all of this is not whatever you guys say it is, Right? Uh, these are just a bunch of men high off of shrooms who wrote the Bible or whatever the case may be, right? Whatever yeah. their 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 reasoning is, I'm willing to take this to the grave. And if we do don't go anywhere after this lifestyle, then it is what it is. Fine. Right. You guys are right. But I'm not going to go by what you guys are saying. I'm going to believe what I believe and I'm going to take this as far as I can. You know what, brother? I'm going to take this time to sort of rebuke you. Don't ever say that. You know why? Mm-hmm. You're leaving the door slightly open, like we said last time. You're leaving the door slightly open to a little bit of denial that you are in the truth. You need to be 100% sure that what we are living in is the truth. Yeah. To say, if I am wrong, you're almost, you're just, that door is just slightly open. Sorry, um... I probably no. You're correct. Uh, I I probably miss miss said what I'm trying to say here. I'm not saying that in the sense where. Like I'm complete. Like what I'm. Okay, let me rephrase that. I'm going to be, a Christ follower until the day I die, until Jesus comes. Right. Amen. There's no denying that whatsoever. I guess what I'm trying to say is that they're trying to say that they're what of the possibility, like uh, they can say what they want. Right. Like there's. Even there's no chance that I'm going to be converted or, or changed to something else, to whatever belief is, okay. right? Yep. There's there's no way. That's uh, I want to get that out there straight. There's no chance. But if they're saying that there's something else, fine. Let that then be their interpretation. They want to think that they whatever makes them happy makes them happy. But I know what I believe in, and that's I'm taking that to the very end. Because this Muslim guy, he said, comes up to me. He tried to find contradictions in the Bible, right? Mm. And then I, I read it, or whatever he said. I gave him the response. He didn't like the response. And he was like, are you willing to admit that there's contradictions in the Bible? I'm like, no. He's like, you can't even, a little bit? I'm like, nope. 
Those words will not come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but that's how it is. Yeah. I have 100% be I 100% believe that Jesus Christ is God. Yeah. I 100% believe that the word of God is in the Bible. I 100% believe that the Bible is the truth. I 100% believe that there is no contradictions in the Bible, whether you like it or not, whether you think I should question the Bible. Because I had someone, uh, a family member, tell me that I should question the Bible. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. He's like, why? I'm like, because I, I can question everything else. I will not question the word of God. Because that's not what we're called to. We're not yeah. called to question. We're called to un try to understand yeah. it, right? But to understand, there's also things that you can question as well, right? Like, what does this mean? Or, yeah. Or in that like, kind of sense, like, right? Yeah, in that yeah. sense, yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. In another sense, like... Whether this is real or not. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the questioning that I'm talking about, right? Right, right. Okay. Like, like what's an easy conversation to say uh, if it's true or not? Aliens, right? <laughs> you see, so that's the big topic right now. Right. There's everybody's life, uh, outside. Or everybody's talking yeah. about alien, aliens. The Tic Tac that they saw that went from f below, from sea level to fifty thousand, like they say, in a matter of seconds, not even seconds, right? They said it was physically impossible, right? Those are things that you can say are real or not. Mm -hmm. Like we were discussing last time, conspiracy theories, right? My conspiracy theory on that is, those are all government things. And they're trying to distract you from whatever is really happening, right? So it's on us to understand what is truth and what is not truth, yeah. right? The Bible does not speak about aliens, other beings. And see, this is the thing that drives me nuts about human beings. We try to be humble when it's least convenient for us. So they'll say, what makes us so special to be the only living organisms in the galaxy in the universe in the whatever why are we trying to be humble now mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah when i hear people talk like that it just it just drives me nuts <laughs> that's what makes us special mm -hmm. that's what makes us different than the angels but it also says in the in the bible that there's spirits roaming around those spirits can fool you ain't that something eh mm -hmm. right that's something that um like, I don't know if you've ever experienced, but I hear others with their personal testimonies where they say, like, they would ask the Lord to open up their spiritual eyes and then they would look around and see what is actually going on in the spirit world, right? Really? Yeah. I never heard that. No? No. Where in the sense where they can would you elaborate? Actually, yeah, yeah. Where they can actually visualize that you can see, like, the evil spirits or demons or however you want to categorize it, going, like, from home to home or surrounding areas or just all over the streets in the world kind of thing, right? Where it's just, like, we don't really know what's happening mm -hmm. in that kind of sense, right? What's around us or what's going around everywhere, right? And, of course, you know, um, we rebuke everything in the name of Jesus, right? Um, there are certain situations and places where, you know, we always ask for the blood of Jesus to wash this place. Holy Spirit, cleanse this place. Let this be your, your place, right? But for to hear these types of testimonies or to hear what these people have, like, experienced or seen, it just kind of, like, throws... It told, it puts you in a moment of, like... You know those movies, like, Paranormal Activity or something like that? Yeah. It just kind of makes you, like, man, there is some serious, scary stuff out there. Yeah, but it's on us to understand that he is greater the one that was is with us is greater than anything else in yeah. the world he who is uh, greater is he who is in you in you 
right? So I'm going to give this little testimony, right? Dale. Um, and I hope my wife doesn't mind. But she had a, a very scary dream this week. And she told me, and she said she couldn't sleep afterwards, right? In the dream, she saw that uh, I had gone to work, I think. And because I leave super early in the morning, she usually stays in bed with my kids, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. So she said that I wasn't there. And in the dream, she heard my daughter start screaming. And she got up and she went into the room. And my daughter was in the the car seat, buckled in. But she was freaking out. And she said she, she like took her out of the car seat. And went back to her room and was laying there. And then she said that my son started started screaming. And we have a, a dual camera for for my daughter's room and my son's room. And she said when she checked the camera, it was like staticky. Kind of like, um, oh, uh, yeah. what's that movie called? The Ring. The Ring. Yeah. It was staticky. And she said she ran. And she said when she got into the hallway, she saw like a shadow like run through our bathroom upstairs and she said she ran into the into the bedroom and my son's blanket was over him and he was trying to get it off and he couldn't. And he was trying to scream, but he couldn't scream anymore. So she took it off and she said that in her dream, she was trying to say, en la sangre de Cristo hay poder. Yeah. But she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She was trying all and all like she just felt like this evil spirit was around her and she couldn't say it she couldn't say it and she said that she finally got the courage and she screamed it out and then when she screamed it out she woke up Jeez. and she couldn't sleep afterwards with any mother wouldn't right yeah. but we need to understand that the devil is out there lurking trying to destroy his god's sons and daughters right he's trying to attack us it's on us to take that power that God has given us and tell the devil, you will not enter here. In yeah. the name of Jesus Christ, there's power there. Yeah. And once we know Jesus. that, once we understand that, he's, he can't do you. He can't touch you, your children, anything. Yeah, man. Ever since then, like I've been constantly praying. I always pray before I leave my house in the mornings. I always pray. I always say, God, cover my house, my household, my wife, my kids. With your blood, cover my, protect them from all harm, from all the bad doings. Because if once we get away from that, once we get away from that, we're in deep trouble. Yeah, man. Right? There's spirit. There's serious spiritual warfare happening, right? That spiritual. we don't see, that we don't know about, right? But God be to the glory that His angels are here, like defending and fighting for us, right? And we're here. We have, we have the espada, which is the holy bible the word of god that will defend us and we will defend ourselves with the angels with god's holy spirit to understand that even though the devil is trying to destroy us like you said he is greater that is within us right and if we get if we bolt ourselves to that understanding there's nothing that the devil can do with the priest, with the Prince of Peace in our hearts, with the Holy mm. Spirit that's around us, and when there is two or three congregated in His mm. name, His whole presence will be there as well, right? Yeah. And what does the Bible say? Um, if God is for us, si Dios está con nosotros, quién contra nosotros? God is for us. Who can be against us? Amen. Right. And if we don't understand that, man, those things are just going to continue to to ravage your life, right? How many of those paranormal videos do we see? A lot of those paranormal videos, man. You know, 
people just think that all oh, these are just jump movies kind of thing but i always tell them like listen i've seen jump scare movies quote unquote right hand gesture finger gesture <laughs> but once i see anything that involves with demons or anything biblical or anything spiritual like or ouija board like yo i'm out i'm out i don't play with that no way <laughs> you if that's what you guys want to do deuces man i'm out of here I don't, I, I don't play with that i used to watch like my wife said told told me the same thing we i used to watch um scary movies all the time but i had such a bad experience and i know now it's kind of silly think about it right but i had a bad experience when i watched the first paranormal activity mm-hmm. right because these spirits can th- go through these movies and attack you spiritually speaking right i remember when i watched that movie i watched it on halloween night oh jeez, <laughs> it had just come out I watched it on Halloween night, and I just felt like this presence was, was over me, and I was not. Co- I couldn't be in a room by myself in a dark room by myself. Yeah. I couldn't do anything, and I remember I was freaking out. I even called. I one day I, I was freaking out in my room because I felt like something was there, and I called my dad. I'm like, "Can you pray? Like, I need prayer right now. Like, something is trying to attack me." My dad prayed. Nothing really happened. Right. One day I was dri- when I was driving to work. I felt like the spirit was just trying to kill me because mm-hmm. I almost got in an accident. And I remember I just, so the power of Christ, right? This strength that I felt in my in my being, right? And I just started screaming out, La sangre de Cristo tiene poder. La sangre de Cristo tiene poder. Él es más fuerte que tú. Déjame en paz. Boom. As soon as I said that, it's like this thing. Yeah, left. Hand gestures. Yeah. This thing gestures, left. Yeah. Gone. It was gone. Yeah. I felt this. Glory to God. I've never felt this in my life. I felt this peace yeah. come to Relief. my life. Yeah. This release. This. Weight off your shoulders. I was like, God is great. Jesus Amen. is great. All the time. All the time. And, you know, Jesus himself was attacked by the demons. Yeah. Jesus himself was attacked by the devil himself. Yeah. Four days, 40 nights. Man. We, like you said, spiritual warfare. Warfare. Yeah. It's we need to be real, prepared. It's, it's nothing to joke around with. If we're not fundament, fundamentally sound, then, man, we're, we're, we're in for a long fight. Right? When we were talking about boxing last time, right? Mm-hmm. What do you, as a boxer, what do you do before, to prepare for a fight? You got to look through tape yeah. to see how, if the guy throws haymakers, if he th- throws quick jabs, if yeah. he's if he's a southpaw or whatever the case may right. be, right? You got to strengthen your body. You got to condition your body. You got to mentally condition yourself, right? You got to have your strategy in play. You got to do your homework, watch film. That's a lot of stuff you're doing that nobody sees. In the Christian world, same thing when it comes to prayer, right? Mm. What is your time with your in your in your secret place, mm. having your personal relationship being um, improved with Jesus Himself, right? Getting into the Word, not just reading Scripture, but just getting dive in deep dive into the Word as well, right? What is your fasting looking like as well? Like, what do you want? Like, how? What kind of homework are you doing that no one is seeing? That's getting yourself prepared for God forbid, if ever a moment were to happen. And again. If it's the will of the Lord, of course, those trials and tribulations will come in his way. I don't I don't know if, if that's something that attack from the devil would do. I, I wouldn't be surprised, right? Um, if you know more about that, by all means. Because I, I would hear people's testimonies, right? Where I would see, like, God-fearing man, right? Um, spiritually sound man, where would, they would say, like, how they've been spiritually attacked, right? Mm. And just to hear how 
um, what they've been through, what they've gone through kind of thing. And just kind of like, man, God Almighty. <laughs> yeah, we all have to go through something, right? And sometimes it's spiritually, sometimes it's not, mm-hmm. right? Um, but nothing happens without God permitting it hap- to happen, right? I know our response is biblically. What happened to Job? I was yeah, I was just thinking that right now, right? God asked the devil, Where have you been? I've been roaming the world. Have you touched my servant Job? No, I haven't. Okay. You can do this and that. Yeah. But no more. Don't yeah. touch his soul. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, but don't actually touch him. Yeah, that's true. God said to the Isn't that crazy, man? Crazy. Because God knew Job so well, like yeah, you can do this, you can do that, but he will still be sound. He will still be faithful to me. Yeah, do whatever you want, but do not, yeah, as you said, touch him, right? So so <laughs> God gave permission to the devil to do what he wanted with Job, right? He lost his family, lost his wife, he lost his crops, he lost his farmlands, he lost everything, right, for the most part. But even with nothing, Job still being the man of God he is, was still faithful, still giving glory to God. And he learned a tremendous lesson from that, right? He said, I used to talk about you, but I did not know you. Right. Hablaba lo que yo no entendía. Right. But now I see, ahora yo veo, who God really is. Mm-hmm. Who could go through something like Job? Bro, I cannot. Losing your kids, losing your crops, you losing everything, you're getting, you're getting sick, your wife telling you that you should kill yourself. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's your wife. Your wife <laughs> telling me you should kill yourself, man. I, c- I can't imagine it. I I can't either. Like the level of depression and like the thoughts that you have, like, and the Bible says too, right? Man should not be alone. So I don't know how long Job was alone during that time, but again, losing everything, everything that he'd been through, and being by himself. What is the mental warfare that he's going through? going through at that moment as well right what are the thoughts that he has what is he doing like at what point at what critical point like i and that these were during the times where the holy spirit wasn't there as well so like what was that foundation right Mm. what was keeping him going what was that that just told him to not quit just stay faithful stay faithful Mm. i don't know man i don't know what was going on in his head because the bible doesn't say right but he said something that was super profound right he said into this world, I came naked, and I will leave this world right. naked. Yeah. Right? Understanding that it didn't matter what he had, that he wasn't going to take any of it with him. Right? So, you know, So, you know how, like, um, Paul, going back later on, he said, like, was it Paul or Saul? Who was, um, who was, the, who was the one that experienced everything in the world, trying to find happiness? Like, they did everything. I don't know if that rings a bell or if I'm being no. correct at this moment. Anyways, it's it's the it's it's the brother who says vanidad de vanidades, todo es vanidad. I think it was Paul. Paul. Yeah. Right. So I wonder if Paul knew, also by by the experience that he went through, but if he knew about Job as well, right? Because at the end, look what Job went through. Right. They knew. He had everything. He lost everything. What did it mean? Nothing without. They knew about Job, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. it's easy to read about it. It's, read, it's easy to talk about it, right? But once you start going through it, oh my that's Lord. a whole different yeah. story, right? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like we're talking about Paul. We've been talking about Paul a lot. His, his, his understanding of the word of God was like no one before him except Jesus. 
well, that's man. that's what it was that's what it was job was before right he had to knew the he was pretty much a pharisee like he knew the law to the t right to the t like he, there is no one that could challenge him because he knew the law so well and he even he he himself said it because i was reading actually today in the, in the bible where he was saying that he was not he was not capable he was not a good public speaker hmm. it was something that he had to learn right ain't so, that something right that's a side note right there and I didn't honestly. I had read it before, but I hadn't. It never had never clicked. And when I was reading it today, uh, at the Bible, at the Bible study, I'm like, huh, I did not know that. Yo, just real quick, shout out to everyone out there. If you fear public speaking or you're not comfortable with public <laughs> speaking, know that not everyone in the Bible was also comfortable with it as well. If Boom. Paul, being the big man, the big man, glory to God, that he was, he also was not a great public speaker. So know that there's always a starting point, right? Man, look at look at Moses. Well, this is an excuse to God. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I, I, I stutter when I talk. How am I going to talk to these people? What, what was God's response? I will give you the words. Even then, he still had to use his brother Aaron to speak for him. Mm. That was just an excuse. Yeah. Right? When God wants to use you, he's going to use you and he's going to put words in your mouth. And there won't be any denial of, of what you're speaking. Right? Yeah. Because it's just going to be straight facts, straight truth. Right? And again, man. When we recognize the humility in ourselves and when we recognize that we are only instruments for his glory, right? Mm. At that point, it won't be us, right? All right? It will be the Lord using us and him speaking through us, right? Yeah. The, my eh, my only prayer my only prayer to God is to not, and I was telling this to the congregation last week, right? My prayer to God is for me never to get so full of myself to think that I don't want to be the one preaching. Right. I want him to be the one that's preaching. Right. For me to always exalt his name, not to exalt yeah. my own name. Yes. Right. Because if we go down that road where we think we know it all, where we think that there's nothing I can't learn more, man, we're in, we're, we're in the wrong place. Yeah. And there's no longer God living through you. It's your ego living through you. It's mm-hmm. your pride living through you. Right. P- Peter, Paul, all these apostles understood that afterwards. All yeah. the prophets before them understood that. Right? They knew that they were limited by their worldly desires. They were knew they knew they were limited by their sin. Right? The Bible says that for all have sinned, all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Past, present, future. All. Capital A, capital L, capital L. Right. All. Who are we to say? Oh, I don't do that. Nope. I told a pastor that one time. I'm like, I'm like, if David who was a huge man of God. Right. If he failed God so much, who are you to say that you'll never fail God? Yeah. The moment we start getting too big for our own selves, man. And again, dub- right? It's biblically sound where who is the only one that did not fail? What's his name? Name above all names. Yeshua. Right? Jesus. Like, I don't know if Job ever committed a sin or if he, he did. ever fell. Yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah, again, right? Brings it back. Who are we? <laughs> if Jesus is the only one and all these great men of God and great women of God as well, right? Done of what they've done, but also had their moments of failure or their moments where sin may happen, whatever the case is. What about us? We're nothing. Yep. We're nothing. So when we start understanding that is when we start growing spiritually. To know that we are just, what is it? What is the word of the Bible says? We are just polvo. Yeah. Dust. Yeah. 
So if we came from it, we, as you said, we'll go back to it, right? Yeah. So we need to understand that. We need to open our hearts, open our minds, put away our ego, put away our pride, try to learn. Who's to say you can't learn from someone else? Who's to say you can't learn from the animals? Who's to say you can't learn from your kids? Just because you're 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 helping them grow up doesn't mean that you can't learn something from them, right? Mm -hmm. And the moment we start thinking we're too good for something, then God help you. Yeah. God help me. Yes. God help all of us. Yes, amen. The world think the world right now thinks they don't need God. Here's a funny thing. Atheists believe don't believe in God, right? Mm -hmm. But they hate God. How can you? How can you not believe in something and how hate can, it at yeah. the same time? How can you hate something that you don't believe in? Right. Let that sink in. Their whole way of thinking is believing that there isn't a, a higher power. Yet you still hate it. How does that make any sense? Yeah. If you don't believe in it, then you shouldn't have no feelings towards it. No feelings towards right. it. The world always will say, if there's a God, why does he allow bad things to happen in the world? God allows bad things to happen in the world because the world has turned its back on God. And also, um, the free will, right? Free, the free will. choice as well, right? Exactly. Whatever we do, it comes around. Whatever we, uh, we reap, what we sow, mm -hmm. right? So whenever, if we're saying we don't believe in God, we're going to take God away, take God out of schools. We're going to take God out of the malls. We're going to take God out of our governments. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Then don't 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 expect for everything to be fine and dandy your whole life. Yeah. Right? Why is there so many school shootings happening? Why are why aren't the kids protected? Mm -hmm. Why is all these bad things happening in the world? We reap what we sow. Yeah. If we don't have those fundamentals of what right and wrong is, and if this is just a point where everything is just up to interpretation and everything is a spectrum, then where is our guidelines? Hmm. right where is going to be our, our recognition of like all right this is the way that you're supposed to um, tr um uh, supposed to act supposed to speak supposed to talk but if we don't have that and everything is just like oh yeah do what you feel right it's not what it's uh, it's not what the truth is it's how you feel that's what it matters right mm -hmm. whatever it matters it is what matters what you feel inside mm -hmm. allow that to be your voice allow that to be your direction lord have mercy man lord have mercy Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, man. If we just allow our feelings to be the direction and the judgment of how we move in our life, then there's going to be no no control. Our feelings will fool us. Yeah. Our feelings will fool us. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, right? But uh, previous girlfriends, I always thought, whoever I was with, I always thought that was going to be the person I was going to marry. And I couldn't think, my, think of my life without this person, right? Mm-hmm. That's not to say that I knew that was the person I was going to marry, but that's the end goal. That was right, always right. the end goal, right? Yeah, yeah, to get married. For sure, yeah. Right? But your feelings, they will misguide you most of, a lot of the times. And when it goes the opposite way, you get upset because you're like, oh, I was trying, to, I was starting to picture my life with this person. I was try, trying to picture my life. I can't picture my life without them. That's the famous saying you hear all the time, right? Right. I can't, I, th I can't, think of my life without this person or 
I can't have, eat. I can't sleep. Exactly. I can't think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your mm-hmm. feelings will fool you, man. Yeah. Like you need to let God guide you in, in decisions like that, right? Like for example, with you, right? You're single right now. You're on that path of trying to find the the, the woman that God has for you, right? right? Who is she right now? We don't know. Yeah. Only God knows. Yeah. Right? But once you know, give 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 it signs. You're yeah. like God. Give me the sign for this person. Right. God, give me the sign for this person to know if this is the the person you want for me, yeah. or if this is gonna take me to in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. I asked God a very simple, uh, a very simple. I said, I got invited. We got invited to my in laws. Um, they weren't my in laws at the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we got invited for like Christmas, right? It was the twenty fifth, and I remember I wasn't gonna go. And then my mom was like, come. I was like, uh, okay. And I remember because I had seen her previously in the summertime, right? So I remember how cute she was and all this stuff, right? So I, before I got there, I just, I, I just prayed real quick. And I said, God, if this is the woman you want from me, give me a sign tonight. Let me have a dream with her or something. Yeah. So I went in. I, I didn't really talk to her that much, but like... You know, just had a good time, right? I got home. I even forgot what I had what I had asked God. I went to sleep and I had a dream, such a simple dream, but to me it had such a profound meaning to it. I had a dream that we were washing dishes together at her parents' house. No way. Yeah. And when I woke up, I was like, "Huh." I knew. I knew right away. And even though it took a, a little bit longer time for, for her and I to connect, I already knew even before we started dating that this was the person, that this was the woman that God had for me, mm-hmm. right? My advice to, to Christians who are single, who are on this path to finding their significant other, their husband, their wife, whatever the case may be, give God a sign. Say, only you and God will know. Right. Give him a sign to be like, God, give me a sign. Whether it be this or whether it be that. Yeah. That's how I know. Yeah, confirm it. A confirmation from God before you get invested in something that God does not want you. Yeah. Because I remember I had a relationship with a a girl and God had shown me in a a dream that I was thrown in, in a corner and this girl was just stomping on me. And I remember... That was God's sign to me telling me that this is not the girl for you. And I still try to pursue it and it went bad for me. You know what I mean? So it's like we need to understand when God's talking to us. And to be guided by God. And not to be limited by what we think our feelings are trying to tell us. Right. Not be led by uh, looks or personality or whatever the case may be to be guided by the holy spirit to know that this is the person that god wants for me this is the girl this is the person that god wants me to marry one day right and if that happens everything will work itself out right that's not to say that it was easy because it wasn't right there was a lot of uh a lot of things that my wife and i had to go through when we were dating there's a lot of uh, hurdles that we had to go through right but for Whatever the case may be, it helped us become stronger 
It helped us to understand each other. And that's not to say that we have the perfect marriage. Like I told you last time, I piss my wife off all the time. <laughs> and she pisses me off all the time. I remember... Woohoo! Shout out to marriage. She she uh, she was listening to podcasts. And she said she started laughing so hard when she heard me say that. I'm like, well, it's true. I piss you off all the time. And you know it. <laughs> and you piss me off too. And it's okay. I still love you. Mm-hmm. That's That's what it is, right? Yeah. To say you have a perfect relationship with someone... Man, you lying to yourself. Yeah. Lying no to yourself. No such but thing. But with God's love, like I was uh, I was watching a, a video and someone was saying, should a, a Christian person date a non-Christian? The simple response is no. Because you will never know true love unless you have the love of God in your heart. Mm-hmm. So you need to have someone to reciprocate the same love, the same compassion that God gives us to your spouse. Right, you cannot. You know, there's always problems that arise afterwards with someone who's not spiritually sound, right? Because you can be like, "Oh, I'm going to go to church on this day." They'll be like, "I don't want to go to church. I want to go do this. I want to go do that." Right, and it'll take you away from your spiritual journey if you're not spiritually sound. Right, there's always that risk because, yeah, maybe at the beginning, right, it's all good and stuff. The honeymoon, the honeymoon phase, quote unquote, Mm. right. And then, yeah, okay, I'll go, I'll go, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. Like, after some time, that beginning is going to end, right? And then it's going to come to a point like, oh, honey, let's not. Or whoever is the one that's Christian, whoever is not Christian kind of thing, right? At some point, the influence is going to be there where they don't want to go. And then soon enough, uh, little bit by little, maybe there's going to be something else that's going on that they try to pull you away from kind of a thing, right? There's always little things that's going to happen to the point where god forbid that you just are taking now completely right yeah and and again right history if we don't learn from history history is going to bound to repeat itself over and over again right so yeah it's it's well it's, it's difficult situations to say right have you ever seen kung fu kung fu panda kung fu panda yes yesterday was history tomorrow is a mystery <laughs> there you go <laughs> so you never know what's gonna happen the next day right mm-hmm. you just have to be spiritually sound to know that you gotta roll with the punches man yeah like sometimes and just know what you're getting yourself into right and again that's where it comes back to ego and pride are you going to listen to others who have that uh wisdom who have that spiritual maturity to kind of provide you that advice like this is what they would recommend kind of thing and this is what they have seen over and over again mm. do you are you going to listen or are you going to think that you are quote-unquote special case that you are that special person that no this will not happen i am different i'm not uh, like others right we I'm always want to say that we always like to use that right yeah. no i am different that will never happen to me those people are i don't know weak or they 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 slipped or whatever the case may be right what did justin bieber say never say never <laughs> never say never man like be careful what you say because then it'll come around one day and it'll bite you back bite you hard man yeah so it's like to say, I was going to say something, but I completely forgot what I was going to say. You just need to understand, man. Like, you got to roll with the punches. Like we said, You sometimes, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, when my oldest sister got married, my one of my sister-in-laws gave a speech. And she said, the first year of marriage is the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I remember my father-in-law and my whole family started laughing. They're like, how could you possibly say the first year of marriage is the hardest when 
there's gonna be years in between that that are gonna be way harder than that. Yeah, that's the most ignorant thing you can possibly yeah. say. The first year, my first year of marriage, I can honestly say was not the hardest. I've had some hard. We've, I've been. We're gonna be married for four years this year, and I can tell you, our first year was probably the easiest. Yeah, it's like because you don't know what's gonna happen. Well, that and also where not every situation is the exact same situation, man. Like every marriage is different. To say that one size fits all, where it's always the first year, maybe it was for them, but and maybe it was for others as well. But to say that all, I don't think so, right? I, I, and you can probably speak on this a lot more than I can, but I assume that there's probably peaks and valleys, right? There's always good times, but there's also tough times as well. There's a lot. Of, listen, people, if you're single right now, just know. Marriage is not easy. Marriage is hard. You got to work. Yes. You need to work. work. Yeah. See, that's the key thing right there. Hand gesture. You need to work (laughs) and fight for your marriage. Yep. It's not something like, oh, we're going through a rough patch. We're going to go our separate ways. No. You got to work through it. Work together. Communicate. And sometimes there isn't communication, man. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes the communication is bad. Yeah. But. The whole point is to have that love, that compassion that we get from God to come one day to be able to admit, hey, like you said, honey, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Her, I'm, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? To move on from that and not be bringing up the past all the time either, right? Because there's a lot of people that do that. A right? lot. Because like, now that we're bringing up marriage, and again, I don't know much about this, so... I always look to you to kind of give your perspective as well. But from what I've learned, what I've observed and what I've heard, right, um, especially with how the divorce rate is at the moment right now, right, 50% or something like that, yeah. right? That's why I always think about, like, when people get married, what, it, how did they get into that marriage in the first place? Was it just, like, lust? Was it just, you know, was it just all about sex at that time? Like, oh, my, mm. they have amazing sex and then, then they like each other and then they get married. But at some point, it's like... That's going to end, right? When that's gone, are you going to truly know that person in those moments where that's not like the driving force of the marriage or the attraction there, right? That's why like when people go, like when you don't have God in your life or where you don't have those Christian values and you just go right to the point where something is so precious, right? So, um, so important to know that when you have those moments, it, it can, it can, that's, this is the result that we're having, right? Yeah. That you're having this 50% divorce rate because once all that fun time is over and things get serious, then you end up realizing, okay, this person isn't who I thought it was going to be. Or this person isn't worth to invest in, to kind of fight for it, to fight for the marriage. Like, I'm, there's too much backlash. There, there's too much negativity. There's too much this. There's too much that. And look what ends up happening. You have to learn to, not learn, but you got to accept the person just how they are, right? Like, you know, that. The wife you married, she maybe when you got married, she she had a tight body. She was fit. She was this. She was that. Right. She went to the gym every day. She was keeping up with her figure. She was you know taking care of herself. But ten years down the road, she no longer works out. Her her body's not as tight. Maybe you have two or three kids now. The body changes after kids. Like, if you were specifically attracted to this person for their looks, man, that's the wrong that's the wrong way of thinking. Looking yeah. at it, man, because. 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, that person has changed physically. Yeah, yeah. 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, that person has changed the way they think, right? Yeah. You the cannot bot, be... The physicalness won't last forever. But no. what will last forever is the personality and the character. Exactly. So you need to uh, 
I was actually talking about this with a mutual friend of ours, right? Uh, I was telling him, we were both discussing about the same thing because he's only been married for a year and I've been married for almost four years, right? And he was, he was just telling me like, man, you got to have, you got to be able to have this like friendship, this camaraderie. You got to be able to talk to this person. You got to be able to uh, joke around with this person. You got to be able to be yourself with this person. Right. Because if you can't be yourself with this person, then you're with the wrong person, bro. Yeah. Because... You know, like, I, my wife was actually telling me this last night. She's like, you don't do a lot of the things that you used to do when we were just dating. I'm like, because now I'm, I can be more myself. I can yeah. be myself. I can. Because yeah. during those times, I was trying to impress you. Impress you. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're trying to you're trying to win this person over. You're trying for them to see the best in you, right? Yeah, the best, your best self. Like we are talking about social media last time. <laughs> you only see the good, but you don't see the bad. Yeah. Right? Once you start living with someone once you start sleeping in the same bed with someone and if your your whole relationship is based on sex then you're in you're doing something wrong yeah because again that's not life man you're not going to be having that 24 7 every single day at some point there's no. gonna be where it's just nothing like that at all there's no lust whatsoever mm. right and then you're going to truly see that person who they are Exactly. Right, how their habits are, what are their cleaning habits are, how do they maintain their homes, or the eating habits. When it comes to those little details that I, details that again that we all love to criticize and see and observe and call people out on, right? That's going to be brought up. I told my wife the one time, I'm like, the way you eat chips is is different than how you normally eat. She's like, <laughs> she just looks at me, she's like, what? I'm like, you do this little thing when you're eating <laughs> chips and blah blah blah, and she's just like. What are you? You're an idiot. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just noticing these things now, right? You're noticing right? small details. Yeah. Like, I notice when my wife gets super concentrated, she does a face, and I'm just like, and I even took a video of her one time because I told her, I'm like, you do this face when you're super concentrated. She's like, no, I don't. I'm like, I'm gonna get the video footage and I'm gonna show you. And it's just like you start noticing these little things, like these little details that you never noticed before, right? definitely like with my wife it was hard because i would only see her when we, when we were dating i would see her every two weeks so i wasn't spending a lot of time with her mm-hmm. when we were just dating when we got married was a huge huge difference oh, huge yeah. change because yeah. i went from seeing her every two weeks to seeing her every day every day the only time i wasn't with her was when i was at work yeah so it's like everything changes now you start seeing patterns. Now you start seeing this. Now you start seeing that. Now you start noticing that she she talks this way. You start noticing that she does hand gestures. You start doing this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, if you don't like that, then you're in for a long journey, yeah. buddy. Because, you know, you're not supposed to try to change your spouse. No. You have to let them be themselves. Yeah, you got to, if I can say, you got to accept them for who they are, right? Exactly. However, that's something where, like you said, communication comes into play and you recognize within each other, okay, where am I strongest at? Where am I weakest at? And how can you guys balance each other out? And how can you support one another to have that balance, Mm. right? My wife one day was like, why do you always leave the, the toilet paper roll thing on top of the garbage. Why don't you put it in the garbage? And I was like, I don't know. I just do that. And she's mm-hmm. like, just put it in the garbage. And I was like, all right. And I haven't done it since. And then one time, whenever she showers, she always comes down with her towel in her head. And then she leaves a towel wherever. Mm-hmm. One day I was like, why don't you just take the towel back upstairs? And she's like, why? Does it bother you? I'm like, yeah, kind of. She's like, okay. She hasn't done it since. So con- constructive criticism is always okay it's whether on you, it's on you whether you're gonna change those habits or 
continual down, right? right? There's things you got to learn from each other. Yeah. If something bothers you about some your spouse, you got to tell them. You got to let them know. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't like this. Hey, I don't like that. You know, not to change them for who they are. Just change small habits that, yeah. you, that you both don't like, right? And, and again, that's where you're coming in, right? That's that's the part when you guys are fi- when you live with each other. Those are things that are gonna come up, and you're gonna learn about one another. What are those triggers? What are those picky things mm. that? What are those habits that one or the other doesn't dislike? And as long as it's out there, and you're like, okay, I'll do this for you, and you're doing it out of love because you love that person, right? Exactly. And again, and to bring it back, that's what back. comes to <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what comes to our personal relationship with Jesus, right? Mm. Because as he said, sin no more, right? We're the difference, right? So when we fall in love with Jesus, we change the way we speak, the way we Mm. dress, the way our habits are, the way we walk, talk, all our actions become changed because not only do we know what is true in the Bible, but we do it for love because we love him. We love God. We know what he does not like, what he hates. So we change because it gratifies him. Man. Right, so same thing when it comes to your relationship with your wife, you guys are gonna learn each other about those things, right? And you're going to change those little details that bothers one another because you guys love each other. You want to do the best for each other. You don't want to come here to a, a conflicted zone where like it's gonna be more he- headache and more chaos. No, you want to come to a home where it is harmony. There's peace. There's happiness. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys know each other so well to the point where you know what not to do to set each other off. Yep. Right. And it's going to happen anyway, regardless, right? It's a learning process. It's always There's always going to be something, right? You see people that have been married for 60 years and there's still stuff that they do that just drives yeah. them nuts. Like I remember Absolutely, right. I used to go visit my grandparents all the time and I would always take the, my grandpa coffee. He can never open the cup, the lid from the Tim Hortons cup. Never could open it. And I remember my grandma would get so mad. She would be like, Jose, ah, just like freaks <laughs> just out. just goes off. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's marriage. Yeah. Right? Little things will set you off sometimes, but you got to learn just to roll with the punches and, and don't keep things bottled up and move on from it, right? Learn from it. And I'm thank you for saying that because, again, right, with those examples of marriage, right, take that a moment to, like, just to um, sit back and reflect on your own marriage, right? Like, hold on. If this is such an easy task just to fix, like... Again, if he's unable to, I don't know if she's able to. Mm-hmm. If she can just do that, it avoids the whole situation completely, right? It's just a, a small, simple gesture that can make a situation so much better. And again, it's those little details that we can apply into our own marriages kind of way as well, where we can just help each other out, right? Yeah. You know what's going to happen. You've seen this movie over and over and over again, yeah. right? So it's up to us, as you're saying, right? How are you going to react to this? Are I going to make this better or I'm going to make this worse? Exactly. And you can, you go through that comfort, that conversation in your head, like when you're fighting or whatever, and you're like, do I want to make this worse or do I want to fix it? Yeah. And then you start talking to yourself. You're like, uh, if I say this, she's going to freak out. If I say that, she's going to get even more mad. What should I say? What should I say? That's when you need to ask God to give you the words, the wisdom to uh, alleviate the whatever the situation is going on and to kind of calm everything down right yeah. but there is you know like we said we are human beings there's going to be points where you're just like i don't want to say where you hate each other but you know there's points where you just you just can't stand your your person your wife your husband right but you need to work through that and not make sure that's a permanent thing because right? you never want to get to the point where you're like oh this woman or oh this man like you know what i mean you want to be able to express yourself with that person express to the people 
that there's still love there, right? And especially too, bro, like when it comes to in a public setting as well, like can you imagine, like let's just say for you and your wife, you're in a public situation where you're out with other couples, whatever the case may be, and then there's something that bothers you one after another and you say that publicly in front of people, like there's a time and a place for everything, right? You don't want to do that because that makes that whole situation uncomfortable and then that's going to put what? you're going to put each other in a defensive mode and then argument is going to come out, right? Always do that in like private space kind of thing. Right? Like you said, secret place. You got to have your secret place with your significant other and be able mm-hmm. to say, hey, when we were out, I didn't like that you said this. And if they're a, a bigger person in Christ, they're going to be like, hey, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys got to, you already know this. You guys got to have each other's back, right? And life changes like tip to all my single people out there. Life changes even more when you have children. Mm-hmm. When you have children, a marriage changes completely. It's a 180, man. Yeah. 360. It's just completely different. Children change everything in every in every way. Right? You got to be able to work together to discipline. You got to be able to work together to to raise children, right? It's not just the woman's job to raise the children. It's the man's job too, right? Sometimes you got to be the authority and as as the spouse, you got to be able to back them up and in, in, in their discipline, right? Not be that that person that uh, I'm gonna discipline my son. Oh, you come and you and you start babying them. No, it's like your dad disciplined you for this that reason. He was in the right. You're in the wrong, right? You can't make that that separation between the two of you because kids will take advantage of that. Right, one hundred percent. They'll learn. Yeah. So it's just like, how many right. people do you see like all oh, the dad disciplined the the son and then mom comes and starts. Rubbing his head, and he's like, oh, I mean, he throw like all this yeah. stuff, right? It's like, no. Which is all fine and all, but again, there has to be that balance. Yeah, because you can't be undermining each other yeah. to your children, especially, right? Like, how many people do you see that are divorced and they have children and they're like, they're just bad mouthing their, their dad, right? You never want to do that because then your the image of, of the children to their dad changes. Oh, your dad's a deadbeat, and then. Kid grows up thinking his dad is a deputy. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not there because he's working. He has to pay child support. You don't know. But depending on how you teach your children, that's how they're going to grow up thinking, right? Yes, sir. Brother, let's end this because these kids are getting loud. (laughs) I I hope it's not picking it up, but (laughs) pretty sure it is. The listeners, I'm sorry. Shout out to you kids and shout out to all the kids in the world out there. Yeah, man. They're innocent in every way, but... You know, it's hard to have a podcast when you have kids. It happens, brother. Brother, lead us in prayer. Yes, sir. Altísimo Padre que está en los cielos. Gracias, Señor amado, por no te día más de vida. Gracias, Dios mío, por este privilegio que dan nosotros a yo y mi hermano aquí juntos, Señor, para tener este momento especial que podemos um, hablar de ti, hablar de tu amor, de tu gracia, de tu perdón. Y hablando de la verdad que es suyo, Padre, que es su palabra que es verdad, es su palabra que hay poder, es su palabra que hace cambio, es su palabra que hace milagros, Señor Dios mío. Y reconocemos, Padre Santo, que tenemos que seguir hablando de ti y siempre de ti. Eso es no para nuestra gloria, esto es para su gloria, Dios mío. Y agradezco mucho, Padre, que podemos tener ese privilegio, que podemos tener este podcast, Señor. 
que pedimos, Señor Dios mío, en su voluntad y con su ayuda, Padre, que esto pueda alcanzar lo demás en el mundo, Señor Dios mío. No sabemos a dónde, no sabemos a quién, pero sabemos, Señor, que solo estamos hablando, si estamos, perdón, hablando de tu Hijo Jesucristo, que eres nuestro único Señor y Salvador. Eso es el más importante. Nosotros somos cristianos. No somos, nosotros somos seguidores de Cristo. Nosotros tenemos Jesús en nuestras vidas. Nosotros tenemos el Espíritu Santo que está aquí con nosotros. Nosotros tenemos de ti, Padre, reconociendo que tú eres un persona en tres. Dios, Hijo y Espíritu Santo. Somos creyentes en esta fe. Sabemos, Señor, que esta carrera de, de, de ser cristiano, Padre, no, nunca termina, que siempre va a tener batallas, siempre que va a tener batallas en este mundo, que siempre va a tener batallas en nuestra mente, que siempre va a tener batallas espiritualmente, Señor Dios mío. Pero sabemos que hay poder en Jesús, que hay poder en Jesucristo, hay poder en el nombre de Jesucristo, hay poder en la sangre de Jesucristo. Que nos ayude, que nos purifique, que nos renueva, que nos restaura en el nombre de Jesús, Padre. Que echamos fuera todo peligro, que echamos fuera todo demonio, que echamos fuera todo espíritu de maldad, Padre Santo, en el nombre de Jesús. Somos más que vencedores, Padre. Somos más que vencedores. Creemos en ti, Señor. Y te doy gracias por mi hermano que está junto conmigo. Te doy gracias, Señor, que yo tengo un hermano en la fe, que podemos ayudar uno del otro, que podemos hablar de ti, que podemos meditar en su palabra, que podemos hablar de tu palabra, que podemos, al, por un momento, predicamos de su palabra. No hay muchos en este mundo, Señor, que son cristianos, que, que conocen de ti, que son salvos por su gracia. Y reconocemos, Señor Dios mío, en este momento en nuestras vidas que queremos ayudar uno al otro, pero también, Señor, queremos tener ese privilegio de hablar de ti. Te doy muchas gracias, Señor, por todo. Te doy muchas gracias, Señor, por nuestros trabajos, por nuestros hogares, por nuestros uh, estudios, por nuestro uh, vehículo, Señor, porque podemos estar aquí viviendo en Canadá, que todavía estamos aquí hablando de ti libremente. Gracias, Señor, por todo que has hecho y que sigues haciendo en nuestras vidas. Y te pido todo esto en el nombre poderoso Jesús de Nazaret. Amén y Amén. Amén. Y ser, somos más que vencedores. Somos más que vencedores por medio de aquel parece, que nos amó. Amén. Brother, I've enjoyed this. Maniac, always. Always. And tune in next next week for another exciting episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> of nameless servants for Christ. Siervos sin nombres para Cristo. Um, I think hopefully soon we can have another, an, an official guest. Like I was, We got to get one in, yeah. I was talking to Sam and he, he was saying that he wanted to come on again, so... Hopefully we can have him. Hopefully my dad can make time in his schedule, have him as well. When your dad comes back, have your dad. Yes. So we can able to just expand our 
a horizon or expand our knowledge of being able to learn from others as well, right? Yeah, and just to get different perspective and just hopefully get inside of their lives as well, right? Yeah, because this is not the 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 Guicho and Jonathan show. This is the yeah. whoever wants to to preach or show or bring light to their testimony, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. We are not close to anything. We want to be able to reach as many people as we possibly can. And if that's through other people as well, then glory be to God that we can do something. You know, we are working now. This has been something that we've been doing consistently now. And I'm happy because, you know, it's it's helping us grow spiritually as well. And it's helping us, you know... Um, understanding each other too right it's been an interesting process like i don't think i've ever spent this much time with you ever no so it's it's it's, it's very no. good like we're getting yeah. to know each other on a different level as well too right spiritual yes. level yes and you know that camaraderie that brotherhood that we have i think it's only getting stronger and and hey there's going to be times where we don't agree with stuff but that's okay that's okay that's okay yes we don't have to agree on everything exactly as long as our core foundation is the same that is jesus christ is our lord and savior amen. jesus christ is our god amen everything else bro we can work through it yeah a su nombre gloria para siempre a su nombre gloria gloria there you go <laughs> y su pueblo victoria siempre sí. más que victoria yes sir. God bless everything